0: Listen in to find out how you can easily automate your feedback with your patients and your team Plus, a sneak peek into the blockbuster interviews we have lined up. Welcome to the Transformation Show, where successful pharmacy owners and technology partners help you to build a better 21st century pharmacy by embracing technology. Here is your host, Robert Starr. G'day, motivated pharmacy owners, and welcome to another edition of Transformation, Episode 8, Would You Believe? Happy Easter to everyone. I hope you all had a great weekend over Anzac Day. It was certainly a good time to get out with the family and uh, see some football. It was a brilliant time. We went down to Sovereign Hill. And uh, Sovereign Hill, for those who haven't visited, is in Ballarat in Victoria. And they've got an 1800s pharmacy there. And uh, it was a brilliant experience to be able to step back in time and see how pharmacy was run back then. Obviously a replica, of course, but uh, everything on display as we would have seen back in the 1800s pill rollers, lots of compounding, drawers, lots of touch and feel things in pharmacy. And it's a really interesting customer experience in 1800s pharmacy because you've got more to touch. There's not as many barriers. It'd be interesting to go back through the chronology of how we ended up getting that two and a half foot step that elevated pharmacists in the area. But certainly what I took away from that is that technology even back in the 1800s was ever present and on on display for customers to look and to see and feel. I got to see a pill press first up to see how that was done. And, you know, again, it was obviously very basic technology. But if if I think they had a pick of technology that they'd put into a pharmacy, Back in the 1800s i think that the robot would have been a pure and simple thing for them they had the drawers all set up all the ingredients on show they were mixing things up compounding in front of the patients and i think a dispensary robot would have probably been right up their alley because again the pharmacist was right in front of the patient and never walked away so that's my little thing on on, on uh, 1800s pharmacy but it doesn't come away from the fact that they are still searching for the same thing in pharmacy. A patient-centric one, I think. Um, by having that pharmacist on display and having close interactions with them, I think that they nailed the patient-centric pharmacy. And I think over time, we've complicated things for them. So this episode is all about back to basics. Peter Drucker spoke about in 1954 that the only valid definition of a business purpose is to create a customer. And I think that's what all pharmacists were striving for over the ages. And we just need to go back to that to find our way. Lots of external factors in play at the moment. We won't talk about them because they're largely negative job losses, poor opportunities, PBS reform. But largely, these are external factors and out of our control. So what can we do to control internal factors? I just think we need to be an extremely helpful business for our patients and customers. It's a very basic definition, but how do we find out? Well, we need to ask them. I think that's the key. We need to ask them. So how do we ask them and how have we asked them? Feedback, surveys, maybe a suggestion box. Have we had focus groups? Have we had workshops? And the same goes for our team as well. You know, having everyone on board and having their eyes focused on what we're trying to achieve as a patient-centric pharmacy, having the whole team's eyes focused on the project and getting razor sharp is really highlighting exactly what we want and what our customers want. We need to get that opinion front and centre in all of our business decisions. But I guess the thing that's in the way for us is that All of this stuff looks like it's gonna take a lot of time, it's gonna cost a lot of money, and it's difficult. How do we do it? If we're gonna do a survey, how do we do that in the past? Well, it might be sending out a whole lot of paper surveys, regulating people, getting them to bring them back to us, making sure they got them back to us, making sure all the questions were answered, collating the information. By the time we'd get all of that, even if we persisted, It could be weeks down the track, in which case the feedback is probably no longer relevant. Can you imagine a customer putting in a review into a suggestion box and we only empty that box maybe once or twice a month? Could be up to a month before they get a response to something that they've obviously been motivated enough and care enough to put those suggestions down. And if it takes us a month to get back to them, it's going to be a disaster for us. So we need to get better. And, surprisingly enough, in a technology and pharmacy show, which is what we do, and building that 21st century business, there are better ways with technology. So So the box versus perhaps an iPad, or using online survey tools. So we're going to talk a little bit about them. The other way of getting feedback, and it can be a lot more concentrated and a lot more engaging because surveys are very one way. Their conversation, meeting your conversation, and then you come back to them with a response. But having that two-way dialogue and throwing ideas together, I think is what really makes it happen. There's a great blog post I put out a couple of months ago in response to the five CPA changes, which was that they're coming and a patient-centric pharmacy model where you do have pharmacists that are affected by the changes to the amount of meds checks, HMRs that you can do about how we might all respond to that and whether the simple solution that the majority had come up with was just to simply reduce operating costs and staffing. But was there a better way of doing that? And I suggested in that blog post that we do workshops so that we can get the opinions of the people that it affects and we all putting our heads together may come up with an even better solution as well. So having polls and getting that information out to all of our team to make sure they can all participate so that we can own the solution at the end of the day and not just ourselves as pharmacy owners. So, unsurprisingly, we're going to go through a four-step process. We've just spoken about a bit of the education around some of the tools and historic ones and also coming up as well. And I'll talk about some of our examples in our pharmacies of how we've tackled that. And also about how we're going to tackle it as well. Customer engagement something that we're certainly focusing on at the moment and finding out, well, we just need to know more about our customers and find out exactly what they want. So, what what have what have we done? Well, as I mentioned, we were affected by the 5 CPA changes, probably more so than most pharmacies. We had a dedicated pharmacist working 38 hours a week dedicated to our patients as a forward-facing pharmacist, conducting meds checks and other and diabetes meds checks and other professional services as well. And one of those, and that particular pharmacist role has come under jeopardy because of the medication changes with the five CPA changes, of course. So how did we tackle that and what did we do? And also, how do I get feedback from my team every week and it doesn't actually take any time for me to initiate that, activate it and get it sent back to me? So what we did just in that example is I do a weekly download with our team. So a weekly download is something, is an email that every one of our team gets at about five o'clock on a Friday afternoon, every week, all the time. We've been running this for 10 weeks and it's linked to an online survey and I'm gonna talk about tools in a moment. And there's about six questions in there that really allows the team member to pick apart their week and it might be suggesting something that they've thought of, something that a customer sent to them, assessing the climate of how how our team have been working during the week and making suggestions for not only products and perhaps services that may improve the business as well. And all of that gets collated in one place and we can find that anywhere, anytime. And I can see that coming to me during the week And we can obviously then have conversations throughout the week as to how we're gonna tackle any of those suggestions. And it also helps to cluster some of them as well. So clustering where there's something that's the same, we can put that together with other people's suggestions. And then also workshops as well. So we've had a number of workshops in our pharmacies as well, in terms of different segments of the business, be it retail, dispensary, anything that's come under threat through reducing operate sorry, increasing operating costs and obviously reducing sales and efficiency. So how we can improve in those areas and to really build a strategy that gets everyone on board. Customer engagement's the last thing as well. So we don't ask our customers enough and as I've spent a lot of time with our team trying to find out exactly how they see our pharmacy being shaped moving forward to become that sustainable one, we also then talk about how our customers can as well. So we're going to roll out a series of surveys and workshops in the coming weeks as to how we're going to tackle that with our customers as well. So in order to do that, we're going to need tools and you're going to want to know exactly how we're going to go about it because this will give you a template for taking this into your own pharmacy as well. So SurveyMonkey is the first tool I'm going to talk about. There are a number of free survey tools. Funnily enough, all the tools are free that you can engage with and set up a survey that can be easily sent out to not only your team, but if you do have a customer database or a VIP customer database, this might be a good place to start as well. As well as you can also, if you've got a website, a Facebook site or any customer facing area, you can have this anywhere, anytime for them to be able to give you feedback. And those, and those obviously who care about your business and you get engaged with them, if you ask them as I'm finding, they will give the feedback to you and it's just a really good way as well. Another suggestion that had come up this week is actually just having, if the majority of us may already have some history with iPads or Android pads, of putting one of those at the front register. You can get a really cheap mount that can just sit on your counter. You can have the survey on there and what's in what's called kiosk mode, which means that anyone can enter in a survey and it gets sent off, it can be done anonymously and it can be done as many times as you like and it's instant feedback that you can then receive in your inbox or via the web anywhere, anytime, and it's instant. You're not waiting till the end of the month to clear out that suggestion box and collate all the information and spend lots of admin time doing that. It's instant and you can act on it straight away. The other tool I'm gonna talk about is GoToMeeting. Um, GoToMeeting is is a tool that um, a lot of businesses use for product demonstrations, for online meetings. Um, But why that's particularly relevant is that when you want to engage with your team, as we've found in our pharmacies, you can't get everyone attending that meeting. Some people need to be at home with the kids. They may not be able to come in. Their shift may not start until later, later in the day. I spoke about this in episode three about podcasting. But podcasting is one way. We want two way because if we put our heads together, we're gonna find better ideas and results by doing that. So GoToMeeting is a program and I'm gonna put some links and some demos on the website if you wanna have a play with it. I'd encourage you, particularly at this time when we are looking the negative external influences to try and find that positivity in our business, to sign up for a free trial with GoToMeeting and just have a go at it. I, I just think that everyone would benefit at least from one session where you get every one of your staff members on board with it. They can download a free app that enables them to engage with that meeting. And you can also, in some of the, in the one of the trial versions, run polls that you can instantly get de-identified answers from your team around a particular issue. And the same thing would work with customers. You might find that if you do a thirty-day trial in that week, in that month, you can have one meeting with your team and one with a focus group of customers. And you might find that some of those. Um, some of those customers may not be able to handle being in online but the beauty of meeting, as we'll talk about um, is that you can do both and that's the most brilliant thing. You may also be thinking about well if we're going to have an in-person meeting or a workshop how are we going to do that? Does their pharmacies have a big enough room and you know does that mean we're going to have to go and hire a venue? Look maybe and you might also be able to engage with one of your key suppliers to set up a supplier evening where they might provide you with a presentation in exchange for a room where you can have this workshop as well. Another opportunity to you as we have um, is um, we've got an Officeworks business account and there's a, bit, there's a meeting room that we can access anytime and it's got a whiteboard um, and um, we could record that via our smartphones. So I did mention in episode three some tools for recording. There's a voice memo app on your phone. There's also some uh, higher end um, audio microphones that you could buy as well to get the quality up a little bit but your smartphone is certainly a way of doing that. And what I'm suggesting there is that you have what's called a hybrid. So It means that you have online and offline meeting together. So what you're offering to customers and also to your team, obviously in separate meetings, you may not want to get everyone in together because there may also be some internal issues you want to discuss with the team, but you're able to achieve a flexible environment where you can activate the um, best thinking of everyone anywhere, anytime they choose. They might choose to come in and see you in person, but if they're not, don't cut their knees off and say, look, you have to come in. It's really, really important that you do that. You may be able to offer this as an alternative. And I have to say that using a tool like GoToMeeting and the enhanced version is GoToWebinar, don't worry, I'll put all these links on the blog side as well, is that you can run these polls and you can get um, people virtually putting their hand up. And by doing that virtually, why it's really good is that if you do have a room full of people, some people just don't like putting their hands up and they don't like asking questions that everyone sort of turns around and looks that and, and thinks it's strange. People can ask you as the meeting organiser a de-identified question or they can just say to you as our staff have, look, Rob, I don't want to tell the rest of the team this this feedback that I have I don't feel comfortable I'd like to tell you and then de-identified you can tell everyone else and that's fine and that's an environment that allows that type of conversation to happen which is a great thing because again it aids all participation levels. So what have we got from it? Ultimately we've been running the weekly download for 11 weeks now We've got across the two pharmacies, we've got 42 staff. And across those 11 weeks, we've got now 132 pieces of feedback from the team. And I'm hoping that they'll be matched by the customers when we expose that to them in the coming weeks. So what I've been able to do, get from that is by clustering the information, it allows them to rate different departments in the, in the pharmacy. It allows them to make suggestions. So it gives me a, a tabulated suggestion list, that we can then roll back into our overall strategy. So circling back to back to basics, what does all this information tell us? Well, it tells us a little bit more than what's in our own heads. We're engaging with our team so we can find out what's important not only to them, but what they see every day from our customers as well. Even a a full-time pharmacy owner who works in the store five days a week, nine to five, you're not going to see everything and there are different perspectives and I do encourage you to involve the staff wherever possible in that strategy because they might just come up with some nuggets of gold that may change your business forever. Conversely, with your customers as well, they need you, we need to be extremely helpful in solving their problems. But in order to do that, we need to know what the problems are. So by engaging with surveys and feedback and having workshops and meetings, we're able to ascertain better than what we are right now in trying to be everything to every every one of them. And maybe our strategy and what we're doing isn't meeting their expectations and they can help us shape and improve our businesses moving forward. That's the optimization, just keep listening, revise your action plans every week, and that will drive change, innovation, and remodeling of our pharmacies. Next week, and the week's coming up, we've got some blockbuster interviews coming up. Just a little taste. We've got Kathy Reid talking about Google Glass and how that applies to pharmacy. We've got Robert Allen and Peter Ferros from Dase Innovations and Robopharma. We're going to talk pharmacy automation. And we're talking to Jared Stevens from Webster Care. Plus, we're also going to talk to Tim Shelton, a motivated pharmacy owner integrating automation into his business. These are going to be some great interviews coming up. I can't wait to bring that to you. And don't forget the iTunes review offer that I put forward. If you guys post a question on there, I'll answer that in every one of our upcoming shows. I just can't wait to share some of that with you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.